Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hi. Hello, Rob. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good as every week that I say I'm good. It's just what people say when people ask them how they're doing, right? But you, can, you, you can be honest with me. <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think listening to a little bit of RuPaul music before we started this podcast kind of pepped me up. That that was good. And also, um, <laughs> and I hate, you know, it's I was bummed that we took a week off, but I definitely needed that, I think. I, I needed a, a break, too, just for a week. Yeah. Sort some shit out. Yeah, last week yeah. was, was a... Well, you're super busy. Yeah, well, I was busy, but like, not just busy, but also just feeling a little, you know... Like, I, you know, I feel like I live in a sort of busy state, but I was just a little overwhelmed and kind of bummed about it to the point where I was like, I didn't really want to do much else. So, yeah, I felt kind of bad. kind of the opposite where I don't do anything and I get so fucking lazy that I just don't want to do anything. I'm just so like, like a bug. That's like all I want, which I mean, at least with this. You don't. With, trust, me, trust me, you don't. Well, at least like with this three day weekend, um, yesterday I kind of sat and just played video games for like eight hours. And wow. Todd, that is a full time job. Yeah, and Todd actually like <laughs> you know even said he was like I'm, he's like he said to me he's like I know you work really hard and I'm 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 actually happy that you're able to just sort of like Bedge. completely just shut off and and just you know do this because I think I even my phone was on silent all day I wasn't wearing my watch like it was just kind of like a all right like we are doing the as much of a disconnect as I can possibly do. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. We all need our break. We need time. You yeah. know. And especially since you don't get much time to yourself, it's good to like have some some vegging moments or we come a comatose. Yeah. So, yeah, well, good for you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I haven't been doing much either. I yeah. mean, yeah. Come on, there's gotta be something new. Well, what's, okay. What's happening with you? This this weekend, I did make up for a friend. She performed in a show with them. I wrote the names down with them. Jane Fonda, Wanda Sykes, Dylan McDermott, or Terry. And the list goes on. And it's the Vagina Monologues. Oh, nice. So she was one of um, the trans performers. And she had me do her makeup. And I got some really cute Getty images out of it. And yeah, I did that. Made some money. And Valentine's Day happened. (laughs) Valentine's Day did happen. How did it go for you since you are... Uh, a pitched woman. I worked until I think nine or nine thirty. That's romantic. Yes, and on the way home, um, I called Todd, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to go to like Swingers? Because like that's our sort of all night oh, yeah. diner that we go to a lot. That's pretty close to our apartment. It's not super romantic, but it's very us. That's where we had our first meeting for our, before we started this podcast. Yes. <laughs> we had our first date." <laughs> At Swingers. <laughs> and so um, I called him. I was like, hey, you want to go Swingers? And he was like, sure. And then like two seconds later, he calls me back. And he's like, actually, I don't want to leave the house. Do you just want to grab like Chipotle? So like Todd and I ate Chipotle and watched. You're so romantic. <laughs> I know. And we watched. Um, God, I remember what we watched. Like we watched an episode, like one episode of something. Huh. So yeah, we were we were living large on Valentine's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I did. I I. Stepped up a little bit higher than you did. Just a little bit, though. Steven came home. We ordered pizza. Nice. But not the heart-shaped one, because that's just weird. Well, yeah. Yeah. Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. And um, and we had wine. And I think we may have had champagne, too. I can't remember. But, yeah. And we watched 
like three episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 3 trying to catch me up. Nice. Because I hadn't caught up on the new season yet, and I'm kind of obsessed with that show. Even though last season didn't really do it for me, and I, you don't watch it, do you? Uh, I don't I don't watch it regularly. Um, whenever I catch it, if I you know, sit down while Todd has it on, I'll watch it. Yeah. But it's not a show that I go out of my way to watch, typically. And I, I feel bad. I didn't even really watch um, Todd's season with any regularity at all. Um. And it was good. Like, it's like the first episode of Drag Race I ever saw was actually here in oh. your apartment. The season finale of season three. Oh, did we have a party? Oh, yeah. I had a party. You, well, you oh, had, that's right. We had all those people over. Because you had viewing parties every week. Yeah. And, and it's funny. And I didn't really know anything about the show except Travis uh, told me that he loved it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, oh, you should come over. And we sh- and like you should come over for like the finale and watch it. And like I think that might have been almost when I met you. I was going to say, is that when I first met yeah, you? Yeah, that might have been the first time I met you even. Like, And it was yeah, wow. right there Just while watching... Uh, Watching uh, Raja win. You know what? RuPaul brings everybody together. RuPaul does. Can everybody say love? <laughs> Can I get an amen in here? Well, and like my, my number one quote from RuPaul's Drag Race developed that night because it was for the um when they were shooting the the music video for champion uh-huh. and um they're like all right cut cut everyone you know we're going to the next setup and raja took it like a step and like wobbled and raja had such a deep voice and and <laughs> yeah. he just goes i almost fell <laughs> like it was so weird because it was just like you know everyone was like oh this is so fun and, uh, like time for the next setup and raja just out of nowhere no one asked him just goes i almost fell <laughs> It's like, if you hadn't said anything, I don't think anyone would have noticed. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's very little little things like that make it oh, a yeah. gem. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. Well, it's like, I, we, we didn't do anything for Valentine's, but um, we did do something the previous weekend for my birthday. Because um, this little miss here was out of town. Boo. Um, yeah, I needed to get out of the city. Nah, it's, I don't blame you. Um, but yeah, so my birthday was last weekend and, um, it was, uh, it was good. It was, I mean, like it was a big one. It was the big three, five, which I was, Happy birthday, Rob. I have thank nothing you. for you. It's okay. You can have whatever you want in this room. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm the worst. But yeah, like, I was, um, I wasn't totally ready. I don't think emotionally, like I typically don't care when I get older. It's kind of whatever. It's just, you know, we're all, it's all happening to all of us, but 35 felt like a big one. Um, it's when your skin starts to fall apart. No, because yeah, I don't have any real like sort of regimen to speak up. of. You dry up. I need to start like going to keels now, apparently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like for the birthday, um, it was on a Sunday and on the actual birthday, um, kept it pretty low key. Woke up. I want. I wanted tacos. So Todd and I went to the best fish tacos of Ensenada in mm. uh, Los Feliz, which is amazing, by the way. If you're in LA, go get them. Um, so we got tacos, okay. and then like went home and just sort of like laid around. And then for dinner, I wanted Italian, so we went and got that. Like it was basically a day where I just kind of let food dictate what I wanted or like what I ended up doing. Yeah, so that was nice. Totally. So um, that's cool. It sounds like. I mean, food is the way to a man's heart, so. Yeah. Um, And then on Saturday, the day before my birthday, I actually threw, like, an impromptu gathering in our apartment. Um, I know. Which. I really wish I hadn't missed that. All those boys in there. It was fun. Who are those people in your apartment? (laughs) And, like, I gave people, like, six and a half hours notice. Like, it was like a Cloverfield, Cloverfield Paradox level of uh, preparation for people before they were able to get to actually like um, 
show up. And so um, pretty good turnout, like considering that, you know, I sent out a text at like one saying, hey, there's a gathering at seven if you want to be there. Um, so it was good. Yeah, it was it was just a small gathering of of friends. Um, Did all my boys show up? All of your boys did show up. Hey, boys. (laughs) Um, And uh, we played some Jackbox. We started playing Hidden Agenda, but unfortunately, Hidden Agenda is a game that does seem like it needs to be... It it is good in a group, but we had too many people for it. And also, like, it's not a game that you can sort of, like, stop and pick up. It's it's meant to be played, like, an hour and a half at once. So it needs to be, like, a dedicated night. Um, But it was fun. It was... How many people showed up? Like, probably... 15? Like, yeah, I was going to say between 14 and 16, somewhere in there. All right. Yeah, it's pretty Happy good turnout. Happy Yeah, it was good. And, um, nice. and yeah, so that was that was fun. And also, speaking of Cloverfield Paradox, Todd and I watched The Cloverfield Paradox. And I hear mixed reviews. It wasn't great. I didn't see it. It's not great. I hear, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it feels like it's a TV movie. A made-for-TV movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that if this movie had been released in theaters, it might have been the end of the Cloverfield series. But now I think that they've found a sort of new home for it on Netflix. It might have sort of taken on a new sort of realm of production value and and release. I mean, because it it's funny, like, even, like, the, the original movie that was shot on video... Mm-hmm should feel smaller, I would think, than this new one does, but it doesn't. Like, the new one has bigger and better special effects, and it looks more, I mean, the whole thing is, like, 4K HDR. It looks really nice. But, like, in Cloverfield, the original was actually shot on 1080 digital video. Like, the movie's meant to look like that. Yeah. And But there's something about Cloverfield that felt so big. It could just be the running around in the city that yeah. did it. But I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the first two are so excellent at what they do. And this new one kind of, like, stepped in sci-fi. And it was just like, oh, it's weird. Well, we oh, stepped so in sci-fi. Like, oh, I see. It's, and it's no longer a horror flick. Yeah, well, it has this horror element. But it's also it's still a very sort of it's very PG. Stranger Things it's situation. Kind of, it's a PG-13 horror. And I don't know. It's, I feel like just between Alien and even, to a lesser extent, Life, uh, mm-hmm. like, I feel like you know, space station horror could be so visceral and, and, and horrifying. And this kind of wasn't. Yeah. Um, so it was fine. I mean, like it's worth the price we paid to see it, which is like nothing, nothing because we had <laughs> Free Netflix is good. anyway. So Free like, is good when the movie sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, it was fine. It was, it was a fine way to spend like an, what, roughly two hours. Um, but but I, you didn't watch that at your party. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. We watched that right before. Um, so, or like the day before. That would so, have been depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, watch the Clearfield Paradox. I have a couple other things I've been up to. Anything else new and fabulous in your world? Um, I did forget to mention because I forgot how long it's been since we recorded over your birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. I went up north to visit my dad, and then I went even further north to visit Travis and Crystal in Santa Cruz, and we had a fun time. We just, we went out one night to a bar, and we had um, some really good food. I got to see my nieces, the babies, two dogs. They're not real babies. They're they're better. Ew. They're better better than babies. (laughs) Yeah. And, um... And yeah, it was just really nice to like hang out with them. So, and then I left really early um, the next morning and had dinner with my dad. And so, yeah, it was really nice. cute. Well, I saw your Instagram post and I, I saw like Santa Cruz and I was like, that's so weird. I thought you were going to Fresno. So, I did both. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was uh, surprised. That, that's awesome. That's, that's kind of cool just to be like, fuck it, we're going further north. 
Yeah. And it the the trip from LA to Fresno, well, it is longer, but it seems a lot longer than the trip from Fresno to Santa Cruz because there's so much more to see on the way over. Like there's mountains and there's, you know, foliage and shit. And here to Fresno is just flatlands. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing to see. And so. cow poop. Oh, yeah. And cow poop. Yeah. Who wants that? So, um, curious, have you seen Black Panther yet? I have not. Yeah, okay, so you so it seems like you see the DC movies like real fast, but the Marvels you see, tend to wait on. I do want to see this one really badly though. And I almost went with Steven the I just don't I hate going opening weekends. Oh, but this was a good opening weekend to go. <sighs> Why? Cuz the crowd was so excited about it. Todd and I saw it last night. They'll be excited next weekend too. But like, I'm and a, all through this week when I'm going to see it. Like there was there was something very special. I mean, like about this movie, just because it does feel like it is serving a sort of underserved community, and just that it is a movie that is like almost entirely cast with black people, and like it is just it's you know it's it seems like so often mainstream superhero movies they sort of assume that like people aren't interested in seeing a black hero or black something. People and Andy Serkis. Yeah, and Martin Freeman. He was in it too. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's really it. It's a first off, it's a great movie. Um, I but, hear only the best reviews. It's really good. And then, but yeah. on, on top of that, it's been it was fascinating. Even just like going to the ArcLight, like we just saw. I saw more diversity in that theater than I think I've seen in any movie theater just wow. because like everyone wanted, like everyone was there. Yeah. And like, obviously I, I think this was, I mean, it, it smashed a ton of records this weekend. Yeah. Like it set new records for February openings. It's the fifth highest opening of all time. Um, Like this movie really kind of like got uh, a lot of people very excited. And, um, and my theater was like very vocal and very like, cheery and like it was it was very very cool like there were even there was a group of people that were like coming in singing oh wow like they were singing like traditional african songs as they like wow. walked into the theater and like and a lot of people were wearing like traditional garb and stuff that's what yeah because steven he went and saw it and he was ready to go again the next day and take me and i was like i just don't want to deal with the grove well, i know I multiple, fucking hate the grove well it's like we did the arc light which is a little bit more tolerable than the grove yeah we also saw it at like nine o'clock on a sunday so we were kind of hoping that would like reduce the amount of kids in it which it did um but it was still a really like pretty packed house and full of like just a lot of like-minded people that really wanted to see this movie and um, that's so cool yeah i do want to see it it, it was does, a great experience and i hear it touches upon a lot of social issues that a lot of movies have just kind of neglected mm -hmm. uh, yeah i mean i have questions but obviously you won't be able to answer them so because i have to see it yeah and we still won't be able to talk about it until like next year because <laughs> That's not fair to anybody. We are pretty good about not doing uh, spoilers. I think we should probably institute a thing of like a month or something. Or maybe when it hits video. Yeah, which is getting faster and faster. It's usually like a four yeah. month turnaround now. But anyway, yeah, it's yeah. Um, Black Panther is great. And a lot of people I know actually um, saw it twice this weekend. Already. Already. Okay. Like even a friend of mine who. Maybe I'll go tomorrow. Like, uh, well, I think like, we, t we talked about him before. Alfredo, friend of ours. Um, oh, hi, Alfredo. He was saying the last movie he's seen twice in theaters, he thinks was The Matrix. Not Muppet Treasure Island. Not, well, I, the last movie he saw twice in theaters was The Matrix. The Matrix okay. came out after Muppet Treasure Island. So that. I guess it did by two years. Yeah. And so, but he saw Black Panther twice this weekend. Um, and uh, but it's funny, yeah, I got to talk to him a little bit about it because um, we also, like this weekend, I went to the gym for the first time in a while. Because nice. last week was extremely frustrating. And um, 
I felt like I needed to hit something. And he was like, let's let's go. Let's go back. Because he goes to a, a Muay Thai training gym. And so. Um, on, oh, that's cool. Yeah. On weekends, they do like um, open to. Bring the, a friend. Yeah. Bring a friend classes. And so I went on Sunday for um, beginner uh, Muay Thai training like kickboxing and stuff i've always wanted kickbox i have a really long reach i think i'd be yeah, really good at it seriously like you your legs are very very long there's this really great movie called beautiful boxer and it's a thai film and it's about i'm not even going to try to pronounce her name because there's no fucking way i'd pronounce it correctly it's about this woman who is a professional kickboxer it's a true story but she was born a boy and she kickboxed to raise money in order to get her um sex change because or whatever gender confirmation i'm i'm so old school yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's like i actually i i'm familiar with the name and the story but i've not seen that movie yeah it's really good oh you could borrow it oh okay i have it yeah i need to see that yeah um but yeah so um, if anyone watching the the youtube video sees me kind of struggling to shift my body around it's because i'm very sore he ate I do. And it's so funny. I My goal was um, to start going to the gym more um, now that like my hernia is fixed and now that my eyes are fixed and I was just going to start taking better care of myself. And my goal was to go to the gym and see how long I could go without talking about it just because I feel like everybody who goes to the gym is always like, oh, the gym, 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 gym. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm getting yoked. Oh, I'd love to. I'd yoked. love to come to your party. Ew, that's a gross word. Yeah, I'd love to come to your party, but I have to go to the gym that night. Like people who work out love to talk about how much they work out. Those gym buddies. They especially do. in west hollywood and so like unfortunately today's more of an excuse just because i'm in like i'm very uncomfortable um but uh yeah it'd be nice to get back in there more regularly hey, and then not talk about it What's you're up? so yoked i'm so yoked right now yeah you're like oozing yeah i'm like super pumped yeah yeah I, and other words as well so buttery <laughs> oh wait that doesn't work <laughs> i am i am buttery aren't i um uh, i think what else is happening uh i watched a few more episodes of altered carbon still enjoying that show okay i have to see that still um i made todd watch the triplets of belleville have you seen that movie no but i really want i love those animations okay well uh if it's not on netflix or something let me know and i'll bring in the Wait, maybe i have seen the triplets no, I haven't. Because, like, Todd bought it for me for my birthday because it was on my Amazon wish list. So uh, I was really excited about that. I didn't realize it's an Amazon pressed disc. It's a disc on demand. Huh. Like, Sony didn't release it on Blu-ray. Oh, so they, how do they get the rights to do that? Well, like, a lot of times, even, like, I think Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Season 1 has the same sort of thing, where, like, whoever owns the content will give um, exclusive manufacturing rights to Amazon, and when people order it, they'll get, like, a professionally printed style insert, a case, and then the discs are, like, white with, like, a like a laser printer kind of thing on there and a barcode, and the underside is, looks a little weird because it's a, a recorded thing. But, like, when you order order it they burn it and they put it in a disc wrap it in plastic and send it to you so it's manufacturing on demand hmm. and um, amazon did that for a couple things like uh mtv's the max mtv's the head like a lot of niche television titles that don't really have a full audience like of a size that it's worth mass producing and selling to walmart and so right. um but yeah triplets of belleville is super fun it's like an 80 minute movie it was nominated for best animated feature in like 2000 or something um and it's very 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 french it's nearly without dialogue um it's very very strange but it's awesome the the guy who directed it he has another movie that i wanted to see and it's about home a bunch of homeless people 
Mm. And one of them's trans, and it's apparently very really? sad. I am. I had no idea. I think it's by him. I'm looking it up. Like the God. Because I... yeah, I mean, I love I love Triplets of Bell Bell. I swear it's the same. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just the same artist. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I'd have to look into it, but apparently it's very good, also, and very moving and very sad. So I want to see that. Speaking of very sad, I saw a very sad movie. Yay! Yeah, um, it's called BPM, which stands for beats per minute. Mm-hmm. And I see that that uh, soundtrack in Amoeba all the time. Oh, get it? Yeah, you would love it. So yeah, tell me more about this BPM. So it's um, a French film, and it takes place in 1990, uh, France, and um, it's about the kind of the turning point of activism for AIDS rights mm. and ACT UP is like the the main focus so it's like the french uh the french what's it called when you you're part of like this group that's in another country french chapter sure whatever so anyway because it's to act up for those of you who don't know it started in new york and it's basically a guerrilla tactics very um in your face kind of uh way to basically change the way the um medical industry kind of brought out the drugs for AIDS victims. And they were really fighting for their lives, obviously. So they were really hardcore about what they did. So they'd throw like bags of fake blood and they would um, go and storm in into like businesses and they would do like um, their little acts and things like that. And and so anyway, uh, this film is about, and in particular, it's about one group of, or two guys basically who kind of fall in love with each other and it's a very sad story and it's a very beautiful story and it's kind of what you would expect from a film that's about that subject about act up about that time in the 90s yeah. but it's really good and like you said the soundtrack is amazing how do you see it what what uh it's oh shit is it's it on, on netflix or amazon or it, yeah we rented it on i think amazon okay so it's like a pay rental though it's a pay rental okay it's like 3.99 i think well yeah well rentals are so cheap especially given that everything else tends to be free totally worth it it's two and a half hours beautiful film nice. and of course it's in french so it's subtitled so okay good to know yeah. um I also have a new show that I've been enjoying, uh, just like, because like, I'm try- I need to get through Alter Carbon, and I need to start my next assignment, which is Battlestar Galactica, because I've never oh seen it. Oh my goodness, you're in for a treat, Rob. Um, that's my next, <laughs> that's my next personal assignment I give myself. Um, but like, uh, my new sort of like, just, I'm looking at shit on my phone, and like, I'm not ready to go to bed just yet show on Netflix, The Great Brit- uh, Great British Bake Off. Have you watched that show? Oh, it's hilarious. It's so good. They're so simple. It's like real people. Yeah. Well, and like <sighs> they're super likable. And then, but like the best thing is like there's no drama. Like these people don't hate each other. They just want to do their best. That's all. And like there's some yeah. like my favorite kind of reality series are like competition shows where you're just seeing people who are good at what they do being awesome at that. Like I love Top Chef. I love Project Runway. You don't um, really get that in. I love, so you think you can dance? You know. Yeah, you don't get that in a lot of American shows though, because Americans love conflict. Oh yeah, totally. Like they want to play up that conflict and so it's much. The pro- yeah, it's ridiculous. The story I, producers will make a mo- mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. And even if there's nothing there, the the editors will do it for them. And yeah, so like there's something really fun about the the Great British Bake Off because it's so 
quiet. Like, it's soothing. Yeah, there's yeah. one very nice. And, you, and, like, it's so funny. I'm not even a dessert guy. Like, most of the stuff they make, I'm like, nah, wouldn't want to eat that. Everything looks too sweet. And everything has too much fruit in it. The thing about it's a British, British thing. pastries and things, they're not that sweet, though. But there's fruit in everything. And I, 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 I don't want a cake with fruit in it. Or jam. There's I, a lot of jam. I love jam. it. I even love fruit cake. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I, I just want a cookie. Like, a good chocolate chip cookie. Which and I know you don't like. Because no. you're a monster. No, quite the opposite. And like anything with <laughs> peanut butter in it. Like, oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, you know, I like some sweet things, but not that much. Um, and so yeah, it's been really fun. As, and it is hilarious though, especially because it is British. There's so many things that they say where I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like even because like they're uh, slang. Well, yeah, just even I, I. What was it? They they call baking soda bicarb because it's bicarbonate. Ah, uh, uh, I think that's baking soda. Baking soda, yeah. Um, not baking powder. I think baking powder is just something else. But, like, also, they call it uh, confectioner. Soda bicarbonate. It's like, and, like, uh, confectioner sugar. That is technically just sugar, right? Confectioner sugar? I don't know. I think it's, like, a, it's milled differently. Or it's, like, different grains is it? or something. But I think it's just regular table sugar. Yeah, and then, like, frosting sugar is powdered sugar. I think, I don't know, there's a lot, like, even, there was also an assignment recently where they had to make pita. And I was like, the fuck is that? It's pita bread. Pita. Pita. Like, I was like, oh, Peta. The, oh, as soon as they showed it to me, I got it. For a while, though, I just sat there and I was like, I don't know what you're making. <laughs> it's fine. The Countess Dowager will now <laughs> make Pita bread. Pita. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying the Great British Bake Off. That's it's, cool. It, it's a great show. Seriously, and it is like a white noise machine. I'm just sort of sitting there like, hmm, yes. Yeah. And Paul Hollywood. Kind of dreamy. Right, a candle. And like a Tom Colicchio with silver hair kind of way. Yeah. Good show. So, huh? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, Teach their own. So I got one last thing that I've been up to to hit, but I want to do it last. Do you have anything else that you've been up to? Um, no. Go for it. All right. Well, um, I've been sort of mentally preparing myself and getting uh, ready and packing and picking out a, an outfit and stuff because um, I wasn't sure where to put this if it went if it should go in the news thing or or what. But um, this Thursday, which will be February twenty second, so it'll be the day after this episode comes out, I will be the voice of God for the Dice Awards. Yay! I've seen the light. <laughs> so um, I'll post uh, links via my Twitter and um via the podcast twitter yay um, that's awesome but yeah so you should tune in thursday i want to say it's around seven i need to confirm the actual time youtube uh it i believe they do stream on youtube via a partner like typically like in past years they've streamed i think through variety like hmm. variety magazine yeah yeah their youtube channel i think is where they hosted the live youtube stream of it um but they do also tend to 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 do it on twitch like it's it's a thing that you can see in multiple you can ways. Find it. Yeah, and I will post uh, a link to where you can where you can see it. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I did Voice of God two years ago. I had a blast. I didn't get to do it last year because I was uh, unfortunately too busy with work. But um, I am very excited about doing this year, and I wanted to plug this earlier, except I wasn't sure that I was doing it. I wasn't confirmed or or booked. Uh, and I think I was booked as of last week, and then we didn't record last week. Yeah. So, sorry for the short notice, everybody, but the Dice Awards, it, I believe it's the uh, 21st annual Dice Awards. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's a great award show, because it is uh, voted on by um, 
other game developers people and in stuff. the industry yeah. yeah so it's voted on by peers so um it's you know uh, they often refer to it as sort of loosely as like the the academy awards of, of video games just because yeah. it is you know their peers and um industry leaders uh they get to vote on it and so i actually feel it is a really an award show with a great amount of credibility yeah and so i like being a part of that plus this year will be hosted by jessica chobot Yes. Again, and uh, Greg, whose name I don't know. I should learn it, though, because I imagine I'm going to have to say it. You probably will. Actually, um, I was texting with Jessica today, and I said, by the way, Rob's going to be your voice of God. So if you happen to cross paths, say hi. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her. Are you going to interview her again? Uh, I, I don't think I'm doing any interviews this oh, year. Okay. I, I don't, well, I'll see her, though. Um, but yeah, and uh, Greg Miller is her co-host. Um, Greg Miller, that's right. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, I, just because all I'm doing is Voice of God, I will not be um, doing all that. Conducting any red carpet or post-show interviews, which will be kind of nice. I get to just, just do what chillax. I do. Chillax. Yeah. And you'll, the party. I'll chillax as much as I can. given that I'm party. Yes. I'll chillax as much as possible, given that I'm doing live voiceover. Oh, you'll love it. That's now, this. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It, I it, mean, it, we're not live, but we no, could be. Well, we, yeah. I mean, technically we are live. We're not going to edit this, but yeah, the, exactly. there are also, you know. I, I don't want to minimize the the impact of this podcast or our reach, but uh, there's a little bit less uh, at risk here. You know, there's, the stakes the stakes are a little <laughs> bit lower. I'm just saying. According to whom? <laughs> <laughs> just me. I could be completely wrong, but yeah, I feel like the stakes are just a touch lower. Yeah. Uh, well. We do. We try our best, <laughs> honestly. No, hey, I, I'm not. Not to diminish what we do or how excellent this turns out. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's it. Episode's over. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording on that thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Just making sure. Yeah. Um, All eyes on us. So, um, but yeah. you're gonna be funny if that pole to the light was in the middle of the freaking. No, I checked. You would see it. Well, I just want to make sure it was actually recording. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, is that the little counter at the top there? Stupid. Right. Well, now I've now that I've caused a new level of paranoia, we have to check to make sure we're recording. Okay, good. So we are recording. All right. So Hectic. that's all the news. But yeah, please tune into the Dice Awards. Um, I'll be there. It'll be fun. I won't be there. It'll still be fun. But you'll be the what? You'll be there in spirit because I watching. imagine you'll be watching. I'll be watching. Yeah. Okay. I'll watch, totally. Good. Because we'll have to report on all the winners next week. Totally. Which yeah, I'm I'm excited to actually find out who the winners are and like even just to show even how much um even like my coworkers and I how much we love the Dice Awards. Uh, as soon as all the the nominees got announced for you know for the entire show, um they like blocked off a section of the whiteboard for all of our guesses for what are going to be mm. the um the the winner for uh game of the year game of the year yeah so um, what do you think it's going to be i think the winner is going to be breath, breath of, the of the wild, wild. that's what i think too Which, but what's first runner up uh in your mind i think it's a it's a toss-up between um player unknown battlegrounds PUBG. Yeah. And Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Because like Horizon Zero Dawn, I believe, has the most nominations at this year's Dice Awards. Um, and um I do think it if it won, I would feel it completely is warranted because that game is incredible. Um, but Breath of the Wild is just it's so good and it's such a huge departure for the series that preceded it that it just it feels like this 
And it saved Nintendo. It's it's it, yeah. It helped make the Switch one of the greatest system launches ever. Yeah. So um yeah I uh, I do feel like Breath of the Wild. I mean as much as PUBG is has made a sort of genre unto itself and it keeps being this amazing pioneer and things. Um I think Breath of the Wild deserves it. PUBG um, I just can't even like, like watching it is like watching paint dry. I'm like. But there's nobody around you. How are you supposed to see that person sniping you? Like, what the fuck? Well, you I, just all of a sudden like are running in a clear field with nothing around you and you die. I guess that you got to watch my guys play. It's actually really fun. But like, because usually like there there's three of them in one room. They're all communicating clearly. So I have access to three different feeds that are all really exciting to me. And usually there's like a fourth person in the other room that's on a conference call, like conferenced in on a phone call. Um, and so like the four of them, like they'll play during lunch and stuff. And so I get to see like a really very thrilling thing. And especially like when someone attacks them and picks one of them off. Yeah. It's interesting to see how the other three react uh, and kind of go from they there. They killed our friend. Totally. So yeah, I it's fun to watch. But um, if you're watching the right stream. Which doesn't always happen. There is actually um, a thing that's kind of cool on um, Mixer, which is Microsoft's streaming platform that is a competitor competitor to Twitch, um, where they have a thing. I forgot what it's called. I want to say it might be called PUBG Hype Zone, where it pretty much like always shows like the last couple of minutes of a player unknown battlegrounds match and so like you're always catching like the very end so it's extremely tense the battlefield's really small and you're usually are seeing really great players does go it against get each other. small enough to be just one building you're stuck in I, I don't know how small it actually gets it gets real small though because it has you're to, playing duck duck goose at the end <laughs> it has to force a winner somehow you know that so. would be funny if it got so small you just had to play duck duck goose until it's, somebody won yeah whoever gets knocked out of the ring basically <laughs> <laughs> so um all right so yeah anyway that's what i've been up to um cool. the long the long version yeah um what you playing uh what am i playing i played a few things this week none of oh oxen free oh did you <coughs> excuse me did you finish it did i make you choke a little bit yes i forgot that you played oxen free you texted yeah, me i did it in two sittings it was so good isn't it great i love the characters i love the storyline um that i did jump at one point the game has some legit creep factor going on and the time i played it's done. in the middle of the day no like i played it in the middle of the day and like that radio had some creepy shit attached to it and like yeah. especially towards the end of the game there was a mirror scare that got me <laughs> or some I, I don't yeah there's there's things that pop up at some points but um and very the, the soundtrack it's so good and the soundtrack is amazing and i love the way uh the you can choose your comments and talk to each other and like when you yeah sometimes you can interrupt people or yeah. if you just don't say anything you just don't say anything yeah like i love i love that silence is an option yeah as you can get sometimes though, i, I get do much it's not an option I do much either, but sometimes I'm, like, checking my, like, messages on my phone. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, well, <laughs> what did they just say? <laughs> you gotta be present. You gotta be there. Um, I'm so glad you finally played Oxenfree. Like, yeah, Oxenfree is a really good five, six-hour game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how long did it take you to beat it? I want to say it was, like, four. Okay, yeah. Like that. So, um, I did go around trying to collect all the notes. Which I don't know if I did that. And I did most of the rocks. To, for the radio frequent frequencies and um yeah it was just a very pretty kind of cute kind of like cartoony look to it but it's kind of demonic but so, yeah with good characters great yeah. dialogue yeah so yeah 
Yay for Oxenfree. Good. I'm glad you finally played it. And it was literally like two dollars when I bought it. So and I think it's it's always on sale on um PSN if anybody wants to go play it. Yeah. I'm or, sure everybody who listens to this has already played it anyway. Or on iOS, like on your phone oh, or yeah. iPad. I think it's always under five bucks. I don't like playing shit on my iPad. Well, I do feel like that game would work pretty well. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Um but yeah, I mean as somebody who is a console gamer, I prefer playing it on the TV. Yeah. The surround sound and the whole the whole deal. I like the experience of being engulfed. Did you stream any of it or did you just play it? I streamed the whole thing. Oh nice. Um I didn't get that many viewers on it though. Well it is a it's a it, you know it's it's less actiony so it's a little bit more of a quiet experience so I can see that being a, yeah. a thing where maybe some people can just biggest. talk their way through even the like the quietest games like they just can't shut up and I'm just like trying to get into it so yeah. I tend to forget about the audience. Well a lot of times when I stream I tend to want to just let the game do all the talking. Yeah. Like I want the game, I want to show off the game. I don't want to talk over it. Yeah, I mean, you kind of ruin your own experience too when you do that. Totally, because like I don't hammer when I'm playing games by myself. Yeah. So I don't know. These people are all. Everybody's a comic nowadays. So oh, yeah. whoop de doo. So what else have you been playing? Um, I played <sighs> Dissidia. <laughs> How was that? Woof. <laughs> it's so chaotic. It's beautiful though, right? I mean, like those games are always stunning. If you can tell what's happening. I mean, I love the character select screen. That's stunning. The opening um, graphics, like the film, is really good. Um, you don't really know what's going on. And I definitely would have to put a lot of time in it to understand the controls and how to like talk to the characters. And, you know, kind of... Because it's quite different than a fighting game. So I don't know if I would be into it because there's just so much happening in such a small area. And it's such a... There's just things happening everywhere. It's and it's busy. like, where the fuck do I go? Yeah, well... Who, I, am I, who am I attacking? Why does that person say they're on my team? Why am I uh, connected to this person and not that person? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, I do feel like as I've gotten older, fighting games... Well, like a lot of... Fighting games are way too busy for me. Well, see, if they would have made this game more like a 2D fighting game. Oh, like, yeah, more like Mortal Kombat or Injustice 2 or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, Injustice or even Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, or Capcom vs. Everyone. Well, I always feel like Marvel vs. Capcom moves too fast for me, as does uh, Dragon Ball Z. That fighter is just frantic. Well, and they do have like those combos that can go on for a decade. Yeah. But it, I still think that would have been better than what they gave us. Well, I played the Dissidia demo on the PSP or the Vita. Um, it, was, it was some sort of PlayStation handheld. I mean, this is years ago. And I remember being like, oh, okay, this is neat. Not for me, but it's neat. Um, yeah, it's not for me, but yeah. I it guess... has a massive amount of polish. Like they look so good. It's just there's a lot. I think in the game, though, they don't look that great. Mm. Because oh, so everybody looks much. the same. Well, I haven't seen much footage from this new one. Yeah. But but, I, but but the characters are all cool characters like that we love from the games. So. Yeah. So I played as Sephiroth, of course. Well, yeah. You, uh, yeah. And I played against Cloud because, I mean, you have to. Yeah. And I played as... Fuck, I'm going to forget his name. I did forget it. But he's from Final Fantasy Tactics, which was oh, my I would never know favorite game, Final Fantasy game. So, anyhow, yeah. Nice. That's that. Yeah. Very nice. Are you playing anything else? Uh, and the last thing I played was Metal Gear Survive. How is that? Beta. It's different. 
I'm not a huge fan of it so far. I think I could probably get into it. Um, the graphics are cool. Uh, I like how you could choose your weapons and and um, you kind of hit like power points or pressure points on the enemies to like get a harder attack. I've never played Metal Gear though, so I don't know what I'm comparing it to. Well, I haven't seen any footage of Metal Gear Survive, but I do hear it is significantly different from. Yeah, it's um, you kind of plant your little spheres in the ground and or drills or whatever they are and you kind of just pour, uh, keep off hordes of enemies like attack waves oh okay and i was like that's not that fun well because metal gear solid is more of a you know the yeah, stealth, stealth game this and is not stealth one thing is or maybe it is and i was just playing it wrong i know i i don't think i don't think it is i mean a lot of people are, are very very suspect of this new game just because it's done without kojima um so like the man who created it all he's not involved yeah um and it does seem like it's a little bit of a at least especially from what you're describing and from my initial interpretation of things i'd read about it it does seem like it's a different genre than it has been and it almost feels like it should just be a different game and they just slap this name on it because that's what konami is known for at this point konami makes metal gear games i feel like it's kind of more reminiscent of a fallout game Mm. maybe interesting yeah i don't know anything about it yeah had kind of like that fallout vibe to me but Whatever. Not, not, it didn't really strike me as something that I wanted to purchase. Yeah, well, either. I'm glad you played it, though, because I had no yeah. thoughts or opinions, because I didn't even know much about it. Yeah. Um. So. How about you? Uh, in the last two weeks, uh, I have started, right after our, our last podcast, actually, I went home and I started playing the Shadow of the Colossus remake, like that night. Okay. And since then, I have finished Shadow of the Colossus 2018 remaster. Very nice. It is a remake, rather. It is fantastic. It um that was my fifth finished game of the year. Um, quick little uh impressions on that one. It's beautiful. Like it is very very impressive. Um, they updated the control scheme a little bit to make it a little bit less weird. Okay. Um, it's still not perfect. Um, like the game still has its flaws. Like, and it is just. I mean, it's so weird. I feel like, I don't know if there's many other games out there that, like, have such baked-in quirks that a lot of people really hate, yet it's still kind of unanimously heralded as, like, one of the greatest games ever made. Like, it's kind of fascinating that this game survives. It, it, it can't get out of its own way in a lot of ways, yet at the same time, though, everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, especially given this is, like, my third time playing it, I knew what I was in for. And it was not a wildly different experience, except that it looked stunning. Um, so it was great to get back into that and play that game again. Um, I was amazed at how many things I'd forgotten. Yeah, so. I just remember open fields and seeing a beast in the distance. That's sounds right, about right for it. Um, and so I did that. And then um, playing on Valentine's Day, uh, after me and Todd's big, uh, you know, Chipotle evening, mm-hmm. um, I finished Assassin's Creed Origins DLC 1 called oh. the hidden ones yes i finished that it is basically just more of the same of assassin's creed which for me totally great um it helps flesh out the um sort of more of the the tenants of the brotherhood a little bit more like and where they were sort of were founded um so that's kind of cool it gives a little bit more backstory to the assassin's brotherhood at its foundational level okay. um so for me being this you know the 10th assassin's creed game i've played it paid that off pretty well hmm. so it's fun though it's i had a good time with it i'm really excited about the second dlc that comes out uh in march um, that's the anubis uh curse of the pharaohs curse of the pharaohs yeah so i'm really excited about that one 
And uh, then, so that was my sixth game that I finished this year. And then just last night, I finished game number seven, um, which I can't believe I went in and did this one that fast again. But um, I played, I started playing on Saturday and then finished on Sunday Bayonetta for the Switch. Oh, wow. Which I haven't played Bayonetta since it- One or two. Which I haven't played Bayonetta one since it came out on the 360, um, what feels like a thousand years ago now. Um, So I got to play it again. because I so I bought Bayonetta 2, the physical version. It's so cheesy. It's so good though. Like it's so good. But like I bought Bayonetta 2 for the Switch and it came with a download code for Bayonetta 1. And so I installed that and um because I mostly I want Todd to play them. Oh, he'll love them. And um It's like RuPaul's drag race. Totally. She is basically game. a drag queen. Yeah. Uh and so um it was every little bit as campy and ridiculous and over the top as I remember it being. Um, there's some sequences where I'm like, oh yeah, that's not very good. But like the game itself And it drags on sometimes. I'm like Yeah. You could have shortened this. But as an action title, it, the action is near perfect. And um, actually, because I already did the game in normal difficulty mode back in the day, mm-hmm. I just wanted to experience it again and kind of go through it. So I put it on easy mode. Not very easy mode, but easy. And, and um, it gives you the whole game? Pretty much. Like, it. oh, you know, you get to experience the whole story. It's not like they hold anything back okay. if you don't do normal. But, like, it makes all your combos super automated. And you look like a badass, which is really fun. Um, and so uh, I have no shame in playing through the game in easy mode because I already did it once the normal way. Ouch. And yeah. it was fun. And this new way was fun because I got to like laugh and enjoy everything that this game does just without beating myself up about it. So yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites, too. Um, but yeah, so like that is that's what I've been up to. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do next because uh, I'm guessing the next game I'm either going to play is either going to be Bayonetta 2 for the Switch uh, I'm so I'll play to that think again. Of some of her summons that she God, she has such good ones. Well, like she, she has, has like the bird, the, the witch foot. Oh, the wicked weave. Yeah, the her, wicked both weave. the fist and the foot. Oh, oh, oh! We have to talk about the the special stuff though, because it's on Switch. There are Nintendo costumes. <laughs> What? So and it changes the move sets, which are crazy. So like if you play as um her Princess Peach outfit or her Princess Daisy outfit, um what? Instead of dropping halos, all the enemies drop coins, and when you pick them up, it makes the coin sound. And um instead of the wicked weave, which is you know like the hair foot or the hair fist, yeah, yeah, uh, it is a giant Bowser foot or Bowser, Bowser fist. fist. And um, Holy so that's shit. cool. Also, they have a look that is um, that's pretty dope. Where she dresses like Link and has a sword and a shield. Uh, and I didn't actually do that one. I, I'm kind of curious about how her move set changes on that one because I never actually played as that you one. Think Ganon's foot goes. <laughs> I'm kind of curious what it summons because, or if it summons, because that's the 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 first costume Nintendo costume I want to try Doesn't out summon? was Samus. Oh, which there's a Samus power armor. How many are there? Four. And so the uh, first one I did was Samus, and with that one, um, instead of doing the Wicked Weave summon with the, the foot of the fist, you actually do more flourishes and additional stuff with your guns because of arm cannons. And so, like, Samus makes sense that Samus wouldn't have the Wicked Weave, but Samus would have extra firepower. Oh. And so I'm kind of curious what the the Link outfit would do, um, which I forgot to try before I finished the game. Mm. Um, but yeah, like the Nintendo stuff, like it, it's awesome that they they threw like some extra sort of like nods That's to Nintendo so cool. in there. Um, and so that was fun. Um, but yeah, so next up, I'm gonna do Bayonetta two uh, on the Switch, or I'm actually thinking of doing Dead Space two now. I think it might be time. Yeesh. I don't know if I have the nerves for it, but I'd like to give it a go. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think what else on the gamey front. Um, I have two other little quick things that I guess I can. Start 
stuff into the what do you play in section. Yeah. Uh, backward compatibility update for anyone out there who has an Xbox One X or Xbox One. Oh, right, excuse yeah. me. Um, the original <laughs> Prey uh, from back in the day is um, up, which is not to be confused with the new Prey, which is a completely different storyline. But um, the original Prey is up, as is Mafia 2, hmm. which I think a lot of people liked, which is why people were excited about Mafia 3 when it came out. Nice. Um, and then lastly, um, this is the thing I was going to play, but I feel like I dodged a bullet by actually waiting and reading some reviews. Apparently, the Secret of Mana remake, oh, yeah. I hear, is not very good, which bummed what me out. What they do? Well, like, they, they overhauled the entire game. Like you know, The original was for the Super Nintendo, and it had these really great sprite graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new one is um, a very cutesy 3D polygon Japanese style. And um, that's all well and good, but uh, apparently like they even changed it. So in the original game, you could only attack in the four cardinal directions. Okay. And in this new one, you have 360 attacks, which actually seems like it should be better, but apparently it complicates the game or makes it like so collision is off or something. I don't know. It seems like all of these hmm. updates that I was actually really excited about for the game, everyone who's played the original is just like they took a classic and updated it to the point where it's not unrecognizable, but it's just not as good. Because like weird. I know a lot of people were are bummed out even about the Shadow of the Remake or Shadow of the Colossus remake, just because it changes some things. Like it changed the controls and it changed uh, the way lighting looks. Like the original game was very bloom heavy and it kind of blew out a lot of stuff with light. And the new game doesn't do that as much. And so a lot of people like were, it has that fog to it. Yeah, like the, yeah, exactly. And it lost the fog now because everything's so clear. And so everyone's really? like, really, that was kind of like the atmosphere of the game. That, yeah, that misty quality was like the atmosphere, but I think it was also like a PS2 limitation thing. And so I mean, I think added to it well and and i think a lot of people uh, you can't really separate that from shadow anymore for them and yeah. so um similarly like yeah a lot of people are upset about shadow of the colossus getting a little bit too much of a facelift um i liked it a lot but like shadow or secret of mana apparently got an equally crazy facelift and even just looking at footage i'm like it does not seem as endearing and then also like so i was going to get it and then i also realized hello it's on the snes classic that i have i might as well just play the original oh I, yeah yeah i'd never even i totally just Slip yeah, my mind. Same, so, same story. Yeah, so I'm going to do that instead. Good for you. So that's the end of what I've been playing and plan on playing. Yeah. For the near that's future. A lot of shit. Right? <laughs> Piles of stuff. I don't even know what game I'm on for my game count of the year. I guess I just never did it. You should start keeping count. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I just okay. keep a I keep a list <laughs> I keep a list on my phone. That way I don't really have to like number them myself. It just actually like so I keep my list uh-huh. starting with oldest to newest and then it tells me, oh there's seven of them. Wow. Easy. Look at you so organized. Right? It's okay. like the one thing in my life that's super organized right now. <laughs> um anyway, so is it time for us to learn? It is. It is time for the word of the week. That's different. It was different. Yeah. What's up? The word of the week is Boston. Boston? Yeah. How do you spell that? B-O-S-S-D-O-M. Boston. Well, is that like the process or act of being like a boss? Like, is it showing like a great sense of control or, or direction over a situation? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a noun and it's the status, influence, or power of a boss, especially a political boss. All right, then. That one makes total sense. I like that one. Yeah. Boston. It's like a kingdom, but it's a boss, not a king. Yeah. We, we don't live in a monarchy. No, we live in a boss archy. Ah, laughing kind of hurts. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. That's okay. That was a good one. That's a good word of the week. Also, I like when I get them right. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, Is it time for the final frontier? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, so uh, two things. Um, I know we talked about it like two weeks ago. I ordered and it since arrived and I've since Instagram storied it. Uh, the seven inch soundtrack to uh, Bayou Billy has arrived. Oh, so that was fun. Never actually played that game, but you know, yeah, I collect records like a monster. Um, and then also, uh, so this arrived from Data Discs, uh, one of my favorite uh, suppliers of video game soundtracks. Um, the soundtrack to Streets of Rage Three. Okay, which it's so funny. I thought I knew that soundtrack. But I don't think I do, because I started playing it, and it literally just sounds like a bunch of noise. Like, there was an article I just read, I think, on, like, Kotaku or something, saying that, like, Streets of Rage 3 is kind of, like, what they feel to be a really great example of a video game soundtrack, because it pushes all these boundaries and really does something so unique and different. I don't think I like that much different, they took apparently. six video game soundtracks, condensed it into one. It's a lot of and just... And they're all playing over each other. It's, it's <laughs> kind of like that, except more sparse. But it's a lot of, like, bleeps and bloops and, and noises. Uh, it doesn't... It's it, Some of it is borderline atonal. Um, I got, like, halfway through side one, and I, I was trying to work. And I was just like, I, I can't do this. I can't work with these noises. Like, and I have like, to Back to near Automata. Yeah, exactly. I need to put something on or that automata. was at least more musical uh, than that. I yeah. mean... I mean, I need to give it another go. Apparently, if there's been an article written about it, about how great it is, I'm sure there must be something there. I just didn't find it in those first couple of tracks because yeah. it was it was rough. Did you um, did you say there was a, a soundtrack to Oxenfree? There is. Out? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, from I Am 8-Bit. I actually bought that one a while mm-hmm. ago. And that is one that tends to get played in the office a lot just because it's real good, real moody, very good atmosphere kind of thing. A little creepy. Yeah. But yeah. um skip those. But yeah, it's so, <laughs> it's so good though. I love and it has a really great package on that one too, where there's sort of like the, the, triangle, the triangle in the sky. Um they have like a it's like a see-through but like pearlescent <clears throat> kind of paper on the, the sleeve. So like when you put the various sleeves behind it in the jacket, like it changes what's you see through the window. Ah, uh, so it adds like the the connections. Yeah, it's pretty. It, 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 it's, I mean, it's it's more abstract because it's just sort of like various different colors behind it, but gotcha. it's still pretty cool. So Sweet. anyway, so that was the Vinyl Frontier. Uh, nice. Well, it's a good thing you stopped, Rob, because you just got yourself stuck in a graphic jam. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know, but it's like, <laughs> God, God, it hurts to laugh. Um, sorry. And also, I was looking at the the uh, the sort of helper schedule that you you made us of like the sort of Did rundown. I spell it wrong? No, but there's an exclamation point on graphic jam, okay, which I think is goes. great because like Final Frontier, no punctuation. This is Final Frontier, but graphic there's jam no crash. Oh no, there, the there's Frontier. no there's no violent. Uh, collision going on. That's the crash, the exclamation yeah. point. <laughs> I like it. So tell me about uh, uh, about the, the selection this week. So this week is another week where I went out on a limb and I did something a little different than hey, normal. Hey, this is our show. You can do what this, you want. Thank you. That's what I was saying. This is my damn section. Seriously, you get to do what you want. If I want to talk about that potty book from when we were kids and I want to talk like about- everybody the- poops? Yeah. Then I'm going to talk about that potty book, <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm actually going to talk about the Holy Grail- <laughs> Of style and sophistication, RuPaul's working it. <laughs> it's RuPaul's Guide to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Style. Oh, here you can look at, or you yeah. might want to show it first. Yeah, it's very beautiful. It's very pink. 
like it very much. It's personally autographed to yours truly. Yep. And it says, All my love, RuPaul. I love Ru. And on the back, so it nice. says, You better work. You better work. You better work. So, the great thing about this book is, I mean, it's a style guide. It's basically beauty, makeup tips, and life tips on how to be a better person. And this is where my limb comes out. This is where I'm going to stretch this topic is it's kind of like a beginner's guide to cosplay honestly Mm. so if you think about in the nerdy way it's basically all the tips you would need to be a really great cosplayer um how to accessorize how to get your makeup done how to uh be a, a nice cosplayer so Really great book. I actually had it signed with Rue um, back in, I think, two, 2010, I believe. And um, it was really great. We had it. We got to chat about Judge Judy, his favorite. Uh, talked about Fresno. And an episode of Judge Judy that happened to be centered around Fresno. And um, yeah, it was just a really good time. But what well, do you think? Uh, I, the I'm pictures a, are great. Yeah, they're, they're, it's full of really great shots yeah. of Rue. And then... Um, What's it say? One nice thing that's actually really cool is that, um, you know, I, I do feel like RuPaul's so good at, like, even though Drag Race obviously has, like, some... Can have some harsh critiques. I feel like Rue just yeah. wants everybody to be the best they can be. Yeah. And so, like, there's something really positive about that. And I actually just happened to see this one section where um, it's about, uh, I'm guessing it's about personal styling or something. Um, And um, there's a thing about uh, eyebrows that I thought was kind of interesting. You don't mind me going a little bit. Read it, it says, during the boy band craze of the mid-90s, it became very popular for straight men to pluck their own eyebrows. They call it grooming or shaping, but to everyone else, it's known as the hotness killer, mainly because most <laughs> guys followed their mother- mother's example and plucked themselves beyond recognition, ending up like a cross between Pamela Anderson and Ming the Merciless. <laughs> and so um, it's kind of interesting that like it says you're just like, you know, taper the perimeter of your brow, just some, some helpful stuff here. It says, um, if you're unsure how to make your groom brows look undone explain the tapered technique to a facialist and have them do your brows until you get the knack of doing it yourself personally i love a natural brow on a man unless his brows are crazy bushy like andy rooney or albert einstein hell Mm -hmm. i even think a unibrow is sexy i think it's actually kind of cool to be able to like remind people also of like you can have a natural look embrace your flaws yeah or what people would consider flaws that really aren't flaws seriously like you've taken like something that could be really like a, a kind of interesting individuality totally and yeah. you're finding a way to make yourself look kind of weird you yeah. know by like over processing your own look yeah and i mean obviously this was me reading a half a page but yeah. um i thought it was a, that was an interesting sort of thing because like so often i feel like everyone wants to give you some sort of tip about how you can change something and i think it's a really interesting tip to be like don't change so fucking much yeah and i think um I, if whoever does watch rupaul's drag race they do critique very harshly but it's also just to kind of advance your own look rather than to change who you are. Yeah. They just want you to experience different sides of yourself. I think that's what they're trying to get at. And I actually watched this interview that um, RuPaul did with Oprah recently, and it was really good. It's on YouTube. It's an hour long, and it's totally worth it when you're doing your makeup in the morning like I do, and you have an hour to spare. <laughs> and... Um, 
it's really just him talking about spirituality and what he's learned through life and how on the show when he sees these queens struggling, the reason he's able to give such sound advice is because he sees himself through their what happened to them is what has happened to him in the past, like growing up in New York and in um, San Diego and in Atlanta and all over the map and just how you have to you have to connect with people and you have to kind of just give your best and give your all and and just be your best self and yeah so I think that's what Ruth's trying to bring out in people and it was a really good interview with Oprah so I do recommend it but also just to stand on my own little soapbox because I may have discussed this before but RuPaul is my own personal superhero she is my Wonder Woman Gal's great too I love Gal but RuPaul is like the OG for me because um, basically RuPaul was my first role model to find out who I was like in 2000 um, I fell in love with this Mac ad called Mary Macmas and it was like their winter collection first time I bought makeup first time I mean it was just kind of like an eye-opening experience that just basically helped me blossom to who I am and um, you know I've always been a fan I watched the RuPaul show on VH one in the 90s and um of course supermodel was really hot in 1992 yeah and still to this day give it a twirl okay and um i'm trying to see what else if i don't miss anything uh oh and also she is the original mac girl for viva glam Mm. for the viva glam campaign for mac cosmetics so she was their first first spokesperson. Mac was the first brand to bring a gender non-conforming person to represent their brand. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, and the Mac campaign, I or Viva Glam campaign. If you don't know what it is, it's a hundred percent of the proceeds of the lipsticks under the Viva Glam branch go to the Mac AIDS Foundation. Oh, that's awesome! I didn't yeah. know that. And to date, I mean, when I left Mac almost ten years ago, we were well up into the fifth. Like, Close, closing in on a hundred million mark. Oh Jesus! So they've got a who knows because they've had everybody now from Sia to everybody has been a Mac girl like that's huge in like media. So it's a really great campaign. If you're going to buy lipstick, go buy Mac Viva Glam lipstick. It's it gives back. So that's awesome. That's my little soapbox. Well, I'm curious. <laughs> like, also, like, did you feel like maybe an affinity for 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 Rue just because? Also, he's so tall. Like, is that a thing where, like, did you see, Well, like... maybe... I actually didn't know how tall Rue was, because RuPaul and I are actually the same exact height. I'm 6'4", okay. Rue's 6'4". And, um... Without heels. Yeah, that's yeah. without heels, both of us. And I didn't know how tall Rue was. I had already fallen in love with him. Um, I remember when I was at UC Santa Barbara, that was kind of like the first time I really had a chance to explore my gender and sexuality. And it was in 2000 and I was a freshman. And I happened, because remember, what was that Pandora? No. What was the one um, who on, not Mark Zuckerberg, but the other guy? Sean. Yeah. What was his uh, company? Oh, God. Napster. Napster. Uh, Sean Parker? Yes. So Napster was still hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're good. Okay. And um, I was looking up dance songs, and RuPaul popped up. I started listening to him. Next day, I went to one of those used CD stores, bought all their RuPaul albums that they had. They had, like, I think she had, like, three out at the time. Snapshot, still. That is, like, my RuPaul jam. That is one of the best songs ever created. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, and I've been a fan ever since, and I could talk forever about this, but I'm going to shut up now. That's, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm always, I'm always kind of curious because, yeah, I mean, like, not to – let's little mini sidebar. Yeah. Like, it's funny, like, yeah, growing up, I wanted to be a game show host. Yeah. And I feel like – first off, I loved game shows, and I still do. But um, it was weird. I mean, I think one of the main reasons that sort of made me want to do it was there was one guy, uh, the host of Family Feud in the late 80s slash early 90s, Ray Combs. Okay. Um, and it's like, just from looking at him, he was clearly like five, four. Yeah. He was very short. And I don't know. It was funny. I, I think, and I was a child. So, I mean, obviously I was not very tall, No, but I think I knew I wasn't going to be very tall. And I don't know. There's something about him that was very comforting to me. And that like, I saw some of myself in him and like, yeah. there was, it was, I don't know. It was like, there was something about the, like him that really spoke to me. And of course he had a very tragic end. Um, he killed himself, uh, shortly after family feud. Uh, I think he hanged himself. Oh no. Um, but like, yeah, he had a, he had a sad ending to his story, but, um, but it's weird. I always sort of think of Ray Combs as this sort of like, um, I don't know, I guess it's funny. It's similar how to how, oh, I meant to actually mention this um, in the what we've been up to thing, yeah. um, which I can come, kind of come back to a little bit. Uh, but like similar to how Queer Eye, the original Queer Eye, showed that coexistence was possible and that gay people had worth yeah. to not just gay people. Yeah. Like, you know, gay people had worth even if it was just, you know, to restyle you, which I still feel is minimizing impact. That, you I know, mean, financially, we support so much shit. But, like, it is still, it's nice to at least show that there's some sort of, you know, that, like, uh, we're, we're not just, you know, um, defined by our sexuality. We actually have skills and can do things. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, yeah, like, seeing Ray Combs, I was like, oh, look, you know, it's like a, a short person is, like, running a show, and he's a big deal, and all these things, and so it could have been that. You're like, I'm a short person. I could run a show. I could totally do that. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so yeah. And now you are. And yeah. we're here right now. Um, <laughs> but it's funny also, so yeah, on the Queer Eye thing, uh, Todd and I started watching the new Queer Eye on Netflix. Oh, I hear it's very moving. Well, it's, it's everyone I know loves it, and Todd and I just can't, can't get, get into, into it. it. I was in the other room listening to Stephen l- watch one, and I was just like, it just sounds like a bunch of people screaming the entire time. Well, and that's actually, that that's, is funny, because um, a lot of the, the posts I'm seeing of it are like, with the captions on, where it just says, like, in brackets, screaming or they're all screaming like and it's so it's so weird because like i didn't watch the original so um i don't really have that much of an opinion about the original except that kyan was like super hot um it's good well and a lot of people really liked it um yeah i never watched it i don't know if i didn't have bravo at the time or if i was just like i don't need a show like that right now yeah um but i didn't watch it and then um but yeah, the uh, I started watching the new one just because like everyone I know is talking about how moving it is and how much like they're in tears at the end of every episode and how yeah. this is exactly the show we needed right now. And so far, I don't like it very much. Just like it's weird. Uh, I feel like especially like when they first go into like the person they're helping's apartment or house, they kind of just like ransack the joint and like. Which like, is fine. No, 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 no. Well, and like, and, and I, it's almost like unleashing a bunch of toddlers in a house. Like, they just go and find stuff they think is fun. And like, you know, one guy is like going through the cabinet being like, oh, this food is terrible for you. And like, another person's just like, plaid, plaid, you own so much plaid and it's all going away. And it's like, but this, this is who this person is. Yeah. Like, you can dress them up once, but like, you're not going to change how they feel like about what their aesthetic is. Like, if someone raided my closet, they'd be like, oh, fuck, this guy has nothing but baseball tees. Yeah. 
From there, though, you should extrapolate that clearly I like baseball tees. Get me in the best ones that you can and some new things. But if you throw away 100% of my baseball tees, that bumps me out and I have to go buy new ones. And so, like, I I bet, yeah, and like, they're they're the type to like grab a blanket, like, and put it over their head and like take on a character for like 20 seconds walking around the house in this character. And it's just like, first off, you guys aren't getting any work done. You're just kind of making a bunch of noise and you look like you're just making fun of this person now. Um, I don't know. They're not mean spirited, but like, I can't help but like, just sort of be like detached being like, if someone walked into my apartment and grabbed my stuff and just draped it across them and started making fun of me for having it, I'd be a little upset. I think you sign up for that when you're on that show. And all these people have like, yeah, they've been heavily vetted. They've gone through a ton of interviews. Like they know what they're in for. It's not like this is a surprise. Yeah. But um, I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't totally work for me. Um, You feel it's pretty fake too or it's all staged? Well, I mean, the whole, you know, all reality is very, very, you know. um, Like they're not actually helping him. They're just creating a show out of him but like you know it is like even like what uh the grooming guy he's like it they show him doing stuff you know like cutting their hair and shaping their beards and stuff yeah and um and then the home decor guy oh they're always the best oh like seriously like i i I wonder what the budget is i mean i imagine a lot of the stuff is supplied by you know various furniture companies as like a thing to get their stuff on the show yeah but um holy shit like these oh these home overhauls look expensive um, so that's really cool. Like the the guy who redresses them, I think he makes some good choices. Personally, though, based on how he looks, I wouldn't want him dressing me. Mm-hmm. He dresses very, very, very loud, um, which is not who I am. But like, I do think he's doing the best he can to maximize these people. The two I always have the hard time with are food and wine and culture. Mm-hmm. Food and wine guy, like he teaches them how to make one thing. Like, oh, he taught one guy how to make guacamole. He taught one guy how to make a grilled cheese. This. It, he's not making these people totally self-sufficient. But that's yeah. fine. Um, and then culture guy. He's kind of worthless. Well, and culture guy, you can't teach culture in a week. Like, you can't make somebody care about Put something. Put a book on your head and walk in a straight line. <laughs> Seriously. Like, the, the nice thing is, uh, to be honest, like, I think one of the biggest things the show could have done was, and Todd and I were talking about this, like, because the guy um, who is the uh, culture guy, whose name I don't know, unfortunately, starts with a K. Um, but he... Um, He's almost more of a, like a therapist than anything else. Like he actually, he's talking to them and reminding them that they have worth and that they need to be confident in who they are. And, and like that them being who they are is actually the most attractive quality they could have and how like, and it was actually this really great sort of positivity moment and they should just dump the culture name and just consider him a life coach because i actually think that what he's offering is really valuable and the one thing that actually would have given the show a lot of credibility is if they literally just brought in a counselor or a therapist and that's the fifth guy like Mm -hmm. just hey you know what you're going through a lot of changes right now because four people are changing a lot of your life let me help you through this so let me help you mentally prepare for it totally (laughs) like to make this a bigger change not just oh we dressed you up for a week and now we're leaving you on your own to go right back into old habits like this is a a thing that's like the beginning of a big change and so i don't know i thought that was it it would be interesting if that's the case and um uh, yeah a lot of people i know really really like it and i it's not speaking to me i don't know if i'm just a monster or if no i think you make a lot of valid points i mean they were loud i i from what i heard i could hear them in the other room just like it's like a bunch of hens in a hen house <laughs> but apparent like i guess it's emotional to some people i don't know i feel like well they end up emotional by the time it's done the, the show's hearts in in the right place it yeah. just starts real weird every single episode i mean episode. the first queer i was the same thing from what you're telling me i everybody's like i've 
talked to said it's so different than the original, but by what you're saying, it sounds like the exact same thing. Well, yeah, as someone who never saw the original, I have no basis for comparison. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and, it's, and it could just, I mean, also, like, a lot of my friends are tight with some people who work in development at Netflix, so maybe some of their posts on, on Facebook are just because they want to say nice things about the work their friends are doing. Oh, they're, uh, yeah. It could be, but I mean, could but be. to be honest, though, everyone does seem to be genuinely really excited about it so i feel like i need to give it more i've only watched two episodes i think todd's watched more and i think he still might be mr heart of stone so i don't know we'll get there maybe hmm. it's it's a fine background show it's it's no great you know todd's over the nonsense yeah it's no it's no <laughs> british bake-off well but uh, what is what is nothing i'll tell you that nothing so um so we yeah we still have like we have some good time we have like 23 minutes left on this tape okay before we are out of stuff i have quite a bit of news but i can go i can do it real fast and i How's just have you? one piece all right should i get started on news and we go for your it. stuff in yep go sorry for i feel like i'm no, yeah, no, 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 go for it so um just today uh in my feed i noticed that um there's a mario encyclopedia coming out in october from dark horse um october 23rd mm. it looks similar to like the um those really great like lore books and encyclopedias that they made for the legend of zelda yeah so i can imagine it's very similar it's kind of cool that like nintendo has enough like three decade-long franchises that they can do like a massive like 200 something page book yeah about like the evolution of the character and the games and you know the lore behind it i wonder if they'll talk about how mario has nipples now or how birdo keeps changing totally their like, sex yeah like the birdo <laughs> gender thing is really interesting yeah. and like you know right now i've noticed there's a lot of conversation also about whether or not toad's thing is a hat or an extension of his head mm. and apparently it's not a hat i think is what the verdict was i don't know i i don't read those articles very much but i remember in the cartoon i feel like it came off yeah in the cartoon it was a hat like a hat yeah and so i think yeah the they have some explaining to do yeah well um, and then also today, I don't know if it's going to get archived, but if it does, if it does get archived, you should always, you should go look at it. I felt bad actually, while you were streaming Uncharted today, mm -hmm. I posted something to our Twitter, um, that was a little bit of counter programming to your stream. I was giving you a little bit of competition because oh. on the play Overwatch channel on Twitch, yeah. um, they, for the year of the dog, lunar celebrate, lunar new year celebration. Yeah. They were having a blizzard puppy rumble oh i saw that it yes it was adorable i had it on for about two hours uh while i did other stuff in the house i just wanted to see these dogs it was a bunch of puppies uh all rescues and they were all adopted by the end of the night or by the end of the show okay um they're all wearing uh various costumes Teams. like they're oh. wearing character costumes oh my god like they're I basically that. your normal dog get up so it's like you know just kind of yeah. little pieces nothing little big cheesy. coming off of it yeah um but they all had different things and like the goal was to capture the flag which is the special game mode that is here for lunar new year yeah and um the flag was it was a bone with a flag attached to it so they were trying to get them to take the bone and move it and uh most of the time they just fight with each other um, <laughs> just like a real game of overwatch yeah. nobody does the objective everyone just fights with each other yeah um and um it was it was so cute and like the commentators 
were doing like legit commentating as if it was like a league match. Like, well, Symmetra needs to get in there because right now, I mean, it's a three on one battle. The rest of the team is completely absent. Oh, Sombra's starting the hack. Like they kept just saying all these things of like all these different characters <laughs> as if they were doing stuff. It's like, oh, well, Roadhog's been sitting on his alt for quite a while. I don't know why he's not doing anything with that. Like they just kept oh commentating. Oh my gosh, that's so great. And uh, the... <laughs> The MVP was a Chihuahua mix named Lulu, who was dressed as Symmetra. Oh, your favorite. Which they no, kept, that's Travis's favorite. Yeah, which they kept talking about how uh, you know Lulu picking Symmetra was a was a risky move, but in the end, it paid off. Hey, um, she's quite the deceiver. Yeah, it was super cute. The whole thing was very very awesome. So anyway, yeah, the uh, the Blizzard Puppy Rumble was a thing, and I have since tweeted uh, about how I want those costumes for Braddock. Oh, well, they might make them now if there enough people like chime in on that. I'm sure so, they will. Yeah, everyone needs to retweet my tweet because I want them to do it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, what is your bit of news? Um. Okay, I'll go I through really of, fast. I have one bit of news that seems like it should come from you. Uh. So wait. actually, I might even give you my phone if it, this is not no. What you you're just read say. it, mm-hmm. but you want me to? I'll do mine first. Do yours. Okay. So I'm just gonna read it. New pickup artist video game teaches men to be creeps. All right, then. So apparently there's a new pickup artist game, and it is basically for you to hit on women and try to get them nice and ready for you. Um, It says the game consists of a series of video clips where a man attempts to hit on a woman. At key points, the player can choose what the man in the video says to see different results, kind of like Choose Your Own Adventure Book. The goal of the game, which claims it delves into hundreds of hidden secrets that separate seduction masters from everybody else, is to teach guys how to get a woman's phone number or otherwise seduce her. And it comes out on Steam on March 6th. Sounds very pervy. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, there was that book, uh, The Game, or, you know, it's like Confessions of a Pickup Artist. It's, like, well, it's, yeah, he's involved in it. Shocker. Yeah. And, like, if you click on a link, it goes straight to his, like, buy my book page. Mm. Yeah. As I sold that book back in the day when I worked in bookstores. God, you should have never sold that. You should have said, I'm sorry, I can't sell that to you. Unfortunately, I also had to sell books by Sean Hannity and uh, Ann Coulter, but you just sort of... Did you ever say, why are you reading this? No, you just sort of roll your eyes at them. Because you'll get fired. Yeah, you roll your eyes on them after they leave. It is what it is. Or you just take confidence (laughs) that a lot of people buying those books are actually never going to read them because they probably can't Or maybe it's like a gag gift. That could be. Yeah, that happens a lot. It's like, oh, the irony. Just have fun. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Um, so uh, my next bit of news, and this is the thing that I feel should have come from you. Uh, there is now a Tomb Raider Barbie. Shut it down. To go with my Chloe? She could she could raid some tombs with Chloe. Um, show Chloe. So yes, uh, according to Kotaku, Barbie has had many jobs over the years. Raiding tombs and shanking dudes with axes is now being added to the list. Uh, Mattel is releasing a new doll based on the um, upcoming movie that comes out in like three weeks. Um, and uh, they say, while well, her clothes are a bit more cleaner and stylized than we'll see in the film, uh, her look does include bandages, an axe, and a map. And uh, apparently it goes on sale uh, tomorrow, so yesterday, for anyone listening on release date of this. So there will be a movie tie-in version of Tomb Raider in the Barbie universe. That's so cool. So that I thought was interesting. I want it. And then I could have her and Chloe make out. Yeah. Oh, they could play house together. (laughs) So exciting. To the Batcave. Okay. Um, (laughs) So uh, what else is... uh, Oh, yeah. So next on my news. Yeah. This is funny because I was like comparing Apple employees to birds. 
All I'm going to do is give you the headline on this because it's really funny. Um, Apple employees keep walking into their new headquarters glass walls. <laughs> Apparently the new thing, it's like a sort of... Oh my gosh, it's a, then you put those stickers up. It's a glass wall filled space meant to encourage collaboration and cooperation. But a, a lot of people who work there keep walking into the walls. That happens all the time too. <laughs> so, Especially on set when people close glass doors. Oh yeah. They're not used to it. <laughs> it's like, Todd and I watch fail videos every week. And there was a... Is it raining? No, it's just, oh, the just wind. windy. Um, there was a really great... Uh, um, video we saw the dog running full speed through a sliding glass door. The dog was fine. The door is not. The um, door is done. Yeah, the door is, is over. Anyway, so that was uh, a fun little just brief little aside there. So cute. Um, so a little bit of bummer news and it is a thing that just reminds you of the risk you take when you are working in a crowdsourced crowdfunding kind of game. Unfortunately, the, uh, the fan-funded remake of System Shock oh, yeah. is currently on hold. Wow. Which um, the developers promise that it will be finished. It will be coming back right now. They're pausing to sort of reevaluate the direction and make sure that they're doing the right thing. So they're just kind of putting it on pause. Time will tell how this works out. Um, my fingers are crossed that it'll come out and be awesome. But I never um, played the original. So. Nor did I. That's why I want I want this thing to happen. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, as a follow up to something you said two weeks ago, Gaguri has been signed to the Shanghai Dragons Yay! for Overwatch League. Yay, lady! Um, <laughs> which is yeah, super exciting. First professional lady Overwatch League player, which is awesome. Nice. Um, little bit of a bummer though. Uh, her and I guess some other new people because I think they're starting to do trades and I they're starting to bring that, new people. Yeah. They're being delayed. Uh, visa clearances. Oh. Bullshit. So that's a bummer, but um, hopefully it won't be too long of a delay. But Not yeah, in Trump's America. I'm so excited to see Gagori though. Uh, join the uh, join the the, the scene. That'll be fun. Well, speaking of Overwatch League, uh, oh new oh are you going? Yeah, to yeah, no, this? go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, in first place, New York Excelsior. I always say it wrong. Oh yeah, because oh I is in number one. It's like right before my party. I actually watched the playoffs. Uh, the end of stage one. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was exciting because Houston could have technically won if they'd won three games in a row that day. I mean, they're in second. They did real good. <sighs> well, what are you going to do? Such is life. So has got to lose. Continue this um, Sorry. Two is Houston Outlaws. Woo! Three is London Spitfire. Four is our LA Valiant. Yeah! Five is the Seoul Dynasty. Six, Boston Uprising. Seven, Philadelphia Fusion. Eight, Los Angeles Gladiators. Nine, San Francisco Shock. Ten, Dallas Fuel. Eleven, Florida Mayhem. And again in 12th. <laughs> Shanghai Dragons. Dead last. Good thing we have a lady going in there to... Seriously, and apparently she's one of the best Zarya players in the world. Best some dust. So let's get her in there. Yeah, they haven't won one game, have they? Uh, I don't think they did. Yeah, win zero, ten losses. But... Wah, wah. Hey, there's always stage two. The season is still happening. It's like, because there's five yeah. stages. So oh, I know. There's, we've got a ways to go. we got a lot to do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so cool. um, stage one is over. Stage two, I believe, starts this, this week. Nice. Um... Yes, it does. So, uh, another little bit of news. I don't know if I'm going to take advantage of this, but it's out there. Evil Within 2 has a first-person mode. There was a patch that just recently came out. No, thanks. Because some people found some stuff in the, uh, I think in the PC version, and they kind of tweaked it or whatever, and, like, enabled this first-person mode, and the online That's community cool. got really just excited about it. Just a camera to the back of his head. And Boop, so, done. yeah, like, now there's going to be, there is a first-person mode available for consoles. Um, I don't know if I'll use that or not. I think I like that game as a third-person thing. Yeah, it's good shit out of me well speaking of scaring the shit out of people mm -hmm. hopefully this will be a thing 
Um, Chris Columbus, the director, director and who, producer, who did Home Alone, Harry Potter one and two, some classics. Yeah, he also did Pixels. Ew. Hmm. Uh, he is attached to write and direct the film adaptation of the horror game Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh wow! Is actually going to be a movie? I guess so. I'm I'm curious. Is uh, it going to be like demonic toys? I mean, are you familiar with Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I imagine it's got to be about killer animatronics in a pizza joint, I would assume. But I don't know. Here's the thing. It's more of a kid's game, though. So Five they Nights have to Freddy's... make it kid friendly. Well, I feel like that game wasn't really a kid game because it was so scary. The kids adopted it, though. The kids did. They adopted it. that way. I mean, it yeah. was in a hot topic on every keychain. Oh, yeah. And they made all the stuffed animals and stuff. Yeah. It's this huge license thing. So. I think it's going to be very kid friendly. Well, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve judgments, but I'm very curious. Yeah. So. Could be cute. Anyway, that's okay. the last of my news. Is it time for the crush? Crush. Crush. Of the week. Crush. Oh, crush. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I'll go first. Please. My crush of the week is Jonas from Oxenfree. Ah. I love him. Is he the one in the beanie? Yeah. Uh, okay. And I'm totally like channeling you my inner my Jonas, Jonas today. It's fucking cold, which is why I'm wearing the beanie. It's like, cold. Especially for up. LA. We're almost in the 40s today. Seriously. And that's cold for us. When I woke up today to get uh, my smog checked, I could hear the wind and I was like, well, I wonder how cold it is because I was about to get dressed. It's just and... me whistling in your ear. Oh, yeah. You're just always <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I was curious how cold it could actually be because it's windy, and I didn't know if I needed to wear shorts or pants. And so, like, I asked a wear lot, a skirt. I need to get more skirts in my life. I think so. Um, and so I, I lost so pants. Seriously, <laughs> like what, like Janet Jackson style? Yeah. Uh, so like I asked Alexa what the weather was, and she was like, "Oh, it's currently fifty-seven, uh, with a high of fifty-eight. And when the high of the day is nearly happening at like one thirty p.m., you know the day is fucking cold, frozen. Like when it's that cold of a day, and it's like that close to the high, it's like, oof, man, today's gonna suck. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, yeah. It's the kind of day where I'm wearing a beanie. It's cold. I'm also it's a cold. Total I was wuss. wearing a very big, fluffy, um, what are they called? Robe. Robe before you came over, too. Well, I was living in sweatpants and my bear paw slippers because it is cold. We turned the heater on in our apartment. Yeah, my nose is frozen right now. Todd was under a blanket most of the day. Really? Yeah, we, we both. Dub, like, it's funny because Todd hates the summer and he hates the heat. Um, and he's been really upset about the sort of like heat wave we've had through all, most of January. Yeah. Um, and it's technically still winter. So, like, yeah, now it's cold. It's fucking bullshit. It's I hate cold. it. Like, as someone who was born and raised in two different deserts, I'm really not okay with the cold. Yeah. We are technically in the desert still. Yeah. Well, born and raised in two deserts and then moved into a third one. Yeah. Yeah. The colder one. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, definitely a, uh, a Southern California kid, The desert gets kid, really though. cold at night, though. Oh, it does. Especially in Palmdale in the high desert. Yeah. It gets real cold. I remember, cold. like, walking to the bus every day to go to school, and there was always frost on all the lawns. Yeah. And usually the water like in the gutters degrees. and the water in the gutters were usually frozen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I shit. forgot to say why I liked oh, yeah. him. Sorry. Um, More. He has a cute voice. Yes. He is a bad boy gone good, Ooh. and he is the klepto of my heart. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Your turn. No, it's, I, I'm glad. I'm so glad you played Oxen Free and that you like were as taken by it as I'd hoped you would be. Yeah, it was a good game. And uh, you know, note to 
all the friends of mine out there that have not played Oxenfree yet, like, what the hell, dude? Seriously, like, I talk about it all the time. Yeah. All the and time. it's, like, super cheap. And, John, you need to finish it. It's you're... like a Starbucks coffee cheap. Seriously. And, John, you've been in the middle of it for too long now. Yeah. Just Please finish just finish it. it. Just go, John. Yeah, come that... on, John. Yeah, come on, John. Come on, John. It's time. John. And that was a moment where we talked directly to one listener. Uh, <laughs> but it's John. It is. Um, and uh, my crush is um, a little bit older than your crush. Uh, it is Michael from Grand Theft Auto Five. Ooh, okay. Like I always talk about. Like whenever I talk about Grand Theft Auto Five, I, I remember. I always... Well, I always talk about how poorly written Franklin is as a character. He was clearly written by like what feels like a twenty-four-year-old white guy, uh, and I really bums me out because I feel like Franklin's really poorly written. But then you get to meet Michael, who is a middle-aged dude with like a super shitty family, and he's thought he's done with his life of crime, and he's kind of found his way back into it uh, before Trevor, who's like just comic relief crazy, shows up. Mm-hmm. But like Michael, I liked that he was a like. Unfortunately, like he has a terrible family, but he's still kind of a family-ish man. He's kind of caught in two different worlds. And um, like for he's kind of a daddy kind of character and he's kind of hot. Like there's something about him that is very like I approve. I don't know. There's yeah. something about him that just Yeah, he's he's Yeah. He excites me a bit. A mafia daddy. Yeah. It's it's it is funny and kind of gross though. Like whenever you, if you run with him for a long time, I think back sweat shows up through his shirts. Like oh, it's real, yeah. Well, and also like, back sweat is real. I love that I can have him running around in like an Aloha shirt and shorts, like, and he looks like he kind of belongs in that Tommy Bahama look. I don't know, there's something about him, but yeah. Uh, and now people have just learned about a weird sort of thing that I'm into. I guess I like Michael yeah. from GTA Five. I don't feel great about it, yeah, but I feel should. good enough about it to talk about it. Hey, Michael. So, anywho, yeah, that is my crush of the week. Crush. Crush. You crushed it. Good for you. Thank you. Oh, and this, if for those of you watching the video footage, this is my doll of Chloe that um, was originally a Barbie doll, but Keith, um, my old roommate who left me, he abandoned, has you. dressed into a Chloe Fraser for my birthday. Does she still have her treasure of an earring? Yes, she does. It's not an earring. It opens the Lost City. Oh, sorry, my bad. God, can an earring open the Lost City? It's not an earring. It's a lost artifact. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. God. I was never good the at light make- and I was- opens the door. I was never good at make believe. How dare you? <laughs> I am I'm terrible at playing along. I just I I, I will keep referring like, to it's the lost plastic. artifact as that an toy earring. It's plastic. It's not real. I can't really talk. It's an earring. <laughs> no. It opens the lost city. All right. Okay. Then. Anyway, <laughs> you can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter and at Satine on Twitch. And you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. Mr. is spelled out. Yeah. And you can follow the podcast at BitDiff Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can send us an email at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. And you can now follow us on YouTube at youtube.com backslash bitdiffpodcast. Yes. We have new episodes every Wednesday that we actually record. And YouTube videos are going up every Thursday. Yeah. Uh, please rate, follow, and comment in iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. Yeah. That was different. because It was s- different. I don't know about that. Yeah, I that. feel like I should get That's that weird. one back. Because I, like <laughs> I was like doing my Bioshock joke with the Would You Kindly. Would you kindly? Yeah. Oh. Oh. 
Did you not realize I've been making a Bioshock reference for the last, like, year? No. <laughs> yeah. Would you kindly follow, rate, and comment? I just thought you were very... I'm not that polite. Yeah. No. No. I also, fun fact, I also put, like, there's a, a little rando thing just in the last little minute we have here. Yeah. Um, so I got to write on Plants vs. Zombies Adventures. Like, I, I wrote on Plants vs. Zombies 2, but then I also got to write on Plants vs. Zombies Adventures, which was a free-to-play uh, Facebook integration game. Okay. And it was fun because it was basically Plants vs. Zombies on Facebook with like a little bit of a different play style to it. And you built up a town and you had to grow your own plants that you then like were able to plant for the actual uh, combat rounds. Okay, yes. But you had to like grow yes, yes, your yes. own You had to cultivate warrior. them. Yeah, cultivate your own warriors. Yeah. Um, and it took like real time and often real money if you wanted to pay for that. Um, and like, but it was fun though because... Um, and if you clicked on a person, like, they would have a little text bubble of something uh-huh. they were saying or, like, and also, like, uh, you had to get, like, lumber and stuff, but like, from trees to build things. And when you clicked on a tree, it would usually make, like, they wanted, um, like, the brief on that one was, like, they wanted the trees to make some sort of pun. So it was, like, you know, uh, like, like a leaf pun or some sort of, you know, normal tree like oh my roots are in this town kind of thing of like you know uh-huh. or my bark is worse than my bite kind of that kind of shit i, I got you um and i <laughs> actually made one like one of their their options of when they talk was would you kindly would you kindly <laughs> which was a fun little like just thing for anyone who happened to click on a tree enough to get a bioshock joke out of it no one there were there were no think pieces or, or articles written about it i that was a joke basically just for me i'm assuming at this point yeah because no one cared because that's an actual saying people say but yeah but like in a video game world would you kindly has kind of been co-opted by bioshock and that game is gone now forever by the way you cannot play it they shut it down i'm sorry it's okay i do have a screenshot of a tree saying would you kindly because oh, that's cute you should post it on the instagram i have no idea where it is or send it to me but if I'll i if it. i ever find it i will post it somewhere Cute. Yeah. Would you kind? Would you kindly? Would you kindly say goodnight? Sure. Okay. And chowsies. Bye bye.